Welcome, my name is Kareem Kanji and this is episode 35. Before we continue, just want to thank the great folks here at Pacific Junction Hotel on King Street East here in Toronto for hosting the Girth Radio Studios. If you happen to be in town or, or live here in Toronto, come for the amazing beer and tacos. You cannot go wrong. Today, today's episode, I speak with Chris Jansilowitz. Chris is a seasoned online entertainment editor with almost a decade of experience in the publishing world. He has run multiple websites, contributed to AOL.com, Huffington Post, and today he is the national entertainment online reporter at Global News. Enjoy. Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. What's happening with Pokemon Go? It's taking over everything, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I th I think there's a there's a bunch of people like ten minutes ago. They just walked into the bar. Oh my god, they did, and they found they caught. I don't know what they did, but they were saying, "Did you find so and so?" They were saying character names that my ten year old son would know, uh, but I didn't know. And then they just went outside to sit it's, on the bar. It's scary. There could be something right there. They they there could be. We wouldn't uh, know. So it, it's. I don't know if you've taken time to figure out why this is so huge or you have your own thoughts on it um, or if you have downloaded from the U.S. App Store. I haven't done it. Um, I have like a – when it comes to stuff like this, I find myself like getting addicted. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to even start it. But uh, I think it's just more of, of humans trying to escape and all of that. It's just getting worse. It's <laughs> – <laughs> It's, like it's another escapism thing, right? It's like almost virtual reality, except it's not. Yeah. Right? It, it seems to be, everyone seems to be talking about, uh, here's finally the the moment where now we can go to the old folks and our parents and stuff and say, see, technology yep. is, is, is making <laughs> me go outside and, and go to the parks and, and all this sort of stuff. Um, I know, it's nuts. It's like a inadvertent exercise routine. I, well, I wonder if Google ever thought this was going to happen with and, this. I don't know. It, it just blew up. Nintendo's making billions. Now, are they making billions on on, on, on sales and stuff, or is it the just their market purchase, value? App purchase and market value. So there's in-app purchases? I think so. Available, eh? Yeah. Now, is it N Nintendo or Google that actually owns the company that developed the app, or is do you know what's happening there? I don't. Okay. I don't know which one. Yeah. I just thought when I heard about it and I saw what it was about, I go, okay, so this is geocaching, but for cool kids. Damn it. You know? <laughs> and, I, and I just discovered geocaching like a year ago. It's nuts. And I said, this is the coolest thing ever. People said, yeah, Kareem, it's been around for many, many years. Before there were smartphones, there was geocaching. <laughs> um, so I'm late to the, uh, to, to the party there. I'm a little late, too. Um, I, there's, there's a ton of stuff, Chris that uh that i want to discuss it and chat with you about mm -hmm. um one of the things that just literally popped into my mind a few minutes before you came in um i was reading during the day when i don't have my batman mask on here in the evening yes um i'm in i'm in media you know so i'm look i'm you know i'm working with brands and and agencies and stuff like that and there was an article recently about brands being very cautious and slow uh, to get into this whole uh, jump on the bandwagon of Black Lives Matter, um, and it got to me think. It got me thinking about. I, I haven't seen a lot of actors or people in the entertainment industry, um, athletes, sort of, you know, take that mantle and, and sort of run with it. There was that one guy uh, who gave that speech at the BET Awards. Yes. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, but I'm curious, have you seen any? No one has, like, specifically gotten behind the cause or said in so many words that they're going to. But yeah. you can look at an artist like Beyonce. Mm, yes. And um, Jay-Z as well yeah. uh, came out with a song. 
spiritualized, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, both of them are inadvertently supporting it, but they're not outwardly They're stating. not actually saying, you know, this no. cause, but... Because it's detrimental to brand, right? It's taking one side in any case really is toxic to your career in a lot of cases, so... Yeah, it's, it's interesting, though. I, I, I'm wondering if... You know, I, I don't know how Tidal is doing, and I'll ask your thoughts on that. Um, but, you know, it seems to me that Jay-Z and Beyonce, you know, if, if they never made a cent moving forward from any new stuff, that they're probably still making money on the old stuff. Yep. Um, and I'm wondering how detrimental it would be, you know, to that, to, to them. Um, you know, one can take a look at Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, just passed away as someone who stood up um, against a word that was unpopular but stood up in an unpopular way um, and who had his career you know halted for a few years before he could continue and I don't know whether someone could say yeah his brand was affected or not so I wonder if it's not someone above Beyonce and Jay-Z uh, pulling strings or yeah. expressing their opinion because I mean they're intrinsic intrinsically tied to like multiple brands uh, things outside of just their celebrity. Mm -hmm. So I think in this case, if they're not willing to come forward, there might be someone else yeah. pulling the strings there. It is interesting. It's it complete conspiracy theory, but yeah, <laughs> just, you know, I think it's my, my desire to, to one day, if we ever find a time machine to go back to the sixties <laughs> and, and sort of, you know, March with Neil Young and all those dudes. And, um, uh, you know, that, that I was sort of wondering whether there was going to be a very popular artist that would, come out and saying you know enough's enough and you know it's um you know let, let's start make taking a stand yep. you know and stuff like that but everything now that had you know roots say in the 60s these uh countercultural movements whatever they were yeah um they were just more free there was no real brand tie-ins there was no products involved but even now if you look at something for example pride yeah uh over the last decade has changed completely yeah, you know all the banks are involved. They start well, changing yeah. their I colors. I mean, they sponsor the floats. They sponsor everything. There's booths, kiosks, like everything you could ever want yeah. is there. And it's completely different when you would go 10 years ago. It would be just more about floats and more about, you know, specific pride groups, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not coming down on them. It's just a fact that um, things are sponsored now. It's it just was, the way it is. It was a protest parade. What started out as a protest parade is now... Um, I, I don't know whether it was John Tory or somebody, you know, who actually said... It's it's a it's a it's it's an event that is iconic in Toronto that that is marked in Toronto's calendar that people you know come here so it's now important you know from a business and and tourism perspective and, and it doesn't seem to be as much um, about you know protesting and you know fighting for for rights and, and equality and stuff like that um, although it might be I, I I can't you know I don't come from a position of knowledge. <laughs> Uh, on that sort of stuff, um, but let's talk a little bit about you uh, for, right. for a bit, Chris. Sure. Um, You're—I don't know if you're the second or third person that I've talked to that started off studying law or, or criminology or something hmm. like that, and eventually gets into journalism. Yeah. Is there something? <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. So I majored in English and criminology. Ah. So I have—I'm a double major. Okay. Because initially I was like, hey, man, I'm going to be, you know, I love puzzles. And I love, you know, logic, things like that. So I was thinking, oh, man, I should really become like a detective. But I didn't realize you had to be like a beat cop for six years before you actually get to do cool stuff, like stuff I saw in Law and & Order and completely You misled. wanted that lifestyle, the Magnum oh, ridiculous. lifestyle, right? <laughs> also, like I found I was also kind of interested in um, just criminality. <laughs> I know that sounds strange, but uh, criminality and deviant behavior was what I was into. So like criminal psychology, things like that. This conversation is going to go in places that uh, we didn't think it was going to go. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, so what what made that switch? Was it like, mm. damn, I got to spend more years in studying? I, let's just go into. So here I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I was actually a private investigator for a year and a half. Okay. And it come it came down to uh, me having to. I had powers of arrest, which was pretty intense. But it came down to me having wow. to arrest somebody for stealing a jalapeno pepper and garlic from the no frills. And I was like, I just went into my head and I thought there's no way I can do this for a living. I can't like, I totally saw his point of view and I understood yeah. like he just wanted to eat and I couldn't arrest somebody for that. It was just insane. Yeah. Right. So I started thinking and I'm like, well, I've always been a good writer and throughout, okay. you know, I've always written poetry and written whatever all throughout high school. Great marks. 
I was like, I think I should just write. I should just do what comes to me instead of forcing something. Yeah. And it just always, always worked for me. And is that when you when you went to UFT for journalism, or it was after? Okay. And then I went to Ryerson for journalism. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ryerson for journalism. That's yeah. Right. Right, UFT at I wanted to apply because I had an English degree and I was like not getting anywhere. Sure. So I was like, I need to apply this. Yeah. So journalism seemed like the perfect thing. I always read newspapers. I was always into, you know, the current news, everything. Okay. Um, back in the day, yes, it was newspapers. Back in the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it just, it just all fell into place. It was really great. Uh, you, you started off writing um, for a medical journal. Yeah, that's Th- right. That must have been different. Yeah, it was a, actually a, an eye care website. Okay. So there was an eye care component and an actual doctor's office component. Oh, so like patients could look up their their uh, symptoms or whatever if yeah. they had an infection or whatever they could look it up. Uh, and because my fa- family's all medical, so my dad's a doctor, my brother's a surgeon, uh, my mom works in Mount Sinai. Uh, wow. So it's all medical. My sister's yeah. in business. Um, and so I always kind of grew up with medical textbooks around okay. and understood medical terminology. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And you know how to write? Uh, yeah, and I always like anatomy and things like that are interesting as well. So and you wear glasses, like I mean, there's yeah, a exactly, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Honestly, Eyes on Shepherd. Here's my shameless plug. Yeah, uh, is a fantastic uh, eye care place, oh, and that's right. where my office was actually underneath Eyes on Shepherd. So I was in a basement. Shepherd and where? And Young. Okay. Yeah. All right. Eyes on Shepherd. That's very <laughs> yeah. very interesting. Um, anyway, yes. And from there, I was a court reporter after that. So you went back to your roots. Well, I so thought, well, here's another interesting idiotic tale of mine. Um, I went to this job thinking it was a court reporter, like an actual, I would go to court and report on cases yeah. when in actuality. For like a, court, a newspaper, the Star. Exactly, the exactly. Yes. Yeah. I was wondering, I'm like, wow, they're really hiring, casting a wide net for this one. Like court reporters, like it's plural, right? So yeah. idiot. I was really young. So that's my excuse. And I get in there and it's like, at the time you had to wear a mask to be a stenographer. Oh. So I would look like Goose from Top Gun, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I had it like right over my over my mouth. Yeah. And that was it. I did that for a year and a half. I actually hey, why do you have to wear a mask? Because you're essentially repeating what everyone's saying. So for court transcripts. Okay. Right? For legal transcripts. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just repeating. I'll say like oh. the lawyer's name and the defendant's name and then what they say. So ah. all day long I was just talking. But the good thing is in that job, I got very good at multitasking. It's like the hard, one of the hardest jobs. Those people wow. are under underappreciated for sure, like nurses. Yeah. Court reporters. Court reporters and nurses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and teachers, three of the most underappreciated. Yes, I believe so. I wonder if teachers and nurses would feel <laughs> the same about court reporters. I don't know. It's a hard job <laughs> dealing with uh, corporate lawyers and judges and some disturbing content potentially. What, yes. what was uh, – I'm, cur- I don't know if I'm curious or sort, sort of uh, – I'm getting from osmosis your interest in criminality. Yeah. <laughs> but – were you present in really, really weird and cases like that? Uh, no, you know, you just have to be anonymous and yeah. quiet and still. You're not supposed to have any expression. Yeah. So say a witness says something hilarious or disgusting laugh. or perverted, you can't have any reaction at all. Wow. Yeah. And but you're sort of just transcribing exactly what that guy said. Literally exactly. Cause it's, it depends on you, right? Yeah. The ca- entire case depends on you. Because when they go to the court notes. Yeah. Because these were discoveries and cross-examinations before trial. Wow. So it would be like, um, Yeah. Absolutely, it would be <laughs> some insane stuff, some insane things. So as happen. a young kid, how do you keep your composure? Oh, man, I don't know. They called me like a young punk. Oh, and at the time, faux hawks were in style. So <laughs> so I was rocking a faux hawk. And like you see, you should see these corporate lawyers just look at me and did not trust me at all. But, I, you know, I produce good transcripts. Go. So what you, can you say? You were the go-to guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, hey, well, picks you up. And then. How does that happen? Holy. So this is, I mean, honestly, I think. I know a lot of journalism professors would hate me for saying this, but um, <laughs> my jobs that I've gotten have been strictly me being in the right place at the right time yeah. and having a connection uh, or, a P- or someone in my network who well, I think could help al- me. That's almost with everything, it seems. I guess right? it is. You know? At this point, like, honestly, I've in the last 10 years, I've seen uh, people just get jobs strictly by being they know in the right place at the yeah, right time. Yeah, happen to be at the right spot. And it's a sad thing because you know you want to hire people based on talent and, and ability. So but... you're saying you're not talented. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying that. I'm saying that the reason why journalism professors hate when I do it is because it makes students feel like what they're doing is absolutely useless. Yeah. But but you've got you you must have had that background. I mean you've yeah. got you've got that 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 training. Yeah. You know, and and plus you're I in the right so. time. Yes. You know. Yes, I should hope so. I'm not saying I'm not qualified for yeah. my job. <laughs> Strictly saying, 
that uh, a lot of it comes down to luck and chance and and knowing the right people. So where were you? Who so did in you this know? case, How it was strictly happen? luck. Like I didn't actually know her on a personal level. So yeah. when I applied at AOL, um, the HR person at AOL yeah. had worked at the court reporting place that I was working at. Oh my! So she saw it on my resume, and that instantly she was like, "Oh my goodness! Like what a coincidence!" So instantly. Uh, I weirdly had a toe in, right? Like just a little toe in the crack of the door. I was like in there just a little. Wow. And I went in and Ryerson background helped. And okay. Yeah, hired on there. Nice. Yeah. And what did you start doing when you started working? Oh, man, I did everything. I yeah. did um, everything from finance, sports, news, just everything. that it, you know, I was an intern technically, so I just did whatever. So whatever they needed articles on or, or was yeah. it up to you to sort of create content? No, at that point I was being ordered. <laughs> okay. That point, I had no say. What was the worst thing that you ever had? To oh do? man, the worst piece I've ever written. Yeah, let's go with that first. The worst piece you've ever written. Oh man, it's weird. You'll read stuff from two years ago, and it's yeah. just horrible. You hate it. It's yeah. like almost like your present mindset is how you would write. That's so. And when true. you go back in time, it's like, oh my god, that's just horrible. Like I would never ever yeah. write like that now. Um, At the time, though, what, what did you think that ah? Oh. <clears throat> That's a tough one. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I've written like thousands of things. It's impossible. Is there, is there one story that I'm trying to think that you regretted writing? I wonder if that's possible. Um, maybe not regretted writing, but I had a really bad reaction once from a reader ah. that I did not intend to happen. This is a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and you're going to laugh about what it's about, but, uh, so America's Next Top Model, okay. <laughs> the TV show. All right. One season, uh, they chose a plus size model to win. Okay. And I used to do recaps of this show. Yeah. When recaps were still babies and you know terrible. Yeah. If you ever find any online, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, they have TV shows now. Recap TV shows on TV shows. Yes, recaps are awesome though. <laughs> I love writing those, but uh, yeah. So she read this, and so what happened was I wrote. Was it the model that wrote it, that read it? No, okay. it was another plus size model okay. read the art read the article. So this is a recap. So you have to understand the tone of the show is very catty, very like, you know, you're kind of like bitchy in your tone. Yeah. So my writing kind of tried to reflect that. And when I wrote the article, I made it very clear that I was not saying she was a bad model because she was plus size. Yeah. I was saying she's a bad model. Just I just didn't think she was a good model. Just because. And I mentioned the other plus size model in the season. and I thought she was better. Yeah. So I said all these things in the article. But still, she wrote to me in my email, in private email, to tell me that I was horrible and that oh. I was I was anti-plus size model and that I should be ashamed because all these girls um, would be disappointed in what I wrote and, you know, on and on. And I felt so bad. And I wrote her back and, like, I was just so apologetic. And I was like, I really hope you don't think I think that. That's not what I'm saying in this article at all. And I reread it and, like, edited it and, like, made it – like, I even changed it, which is, like – Sacrilege. Yeah. This is like 10 years ago, but. Wow. Um, yeah, I felt bad about that. I still do. I still do. And did. Uh, she never replied. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Did. Uh, were there more people let in the comment section? No. Nothing. At that time, comments. This is, this is like 2009, 2008. Like the, the comments ages. weren't as vitriolic as they are now. They weren't. Yeah. So filled with trolls. Like it's. She wasn't a troll. She yeah. was not a troll. It's for damn sure, but I just felt horrible, just so horrible, because I definitely don't think that way. So there's um there's a lot of places that are cutting back on comments, um or making yep, it. Yeah, they're cutting them out. Yeah, uh, what yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't really you know what ben- know what benefit they serve at this point. Comments themselves. Yeah, I mean they don't really trigger any useful conversation at this point. It's just people arguing back and forth. I don't think anyone's mind is going to be changed by mm-hmm. reading comments, and I think some sites use comments as extra page views. I'm not 100% sure, I but I, ask you think, I think if you click save, I think the ads refresh. But I'm not 100% sure. Interesting. And I think it's only some sites. Yeah. So for some, it would be foolish to get rid of them. But um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if people also use it as a proxy for popularity, virality. That too. That yep. sort of stuff. Well, because everyone knows that no one comments when there's no comments. Yes. <laughs> right? If it's empty, no one wants to be the first like. No one wants to be the first comment. Unless it's on like Instagram. First comment. <laughs> yeah, except that first. Yeah, under recaps they under, have that. Yeah, first, first. <laughs> um, you're you, you've you've had a chance to interview a bunch of stars, movie yes. stars, TV stars, athletes. Uh, 
Not that I can recollect, yeah. no. I don't think so. Most nervous interview? Uh, that would be Quentin Tarantino, probably. Yeah. He's. Uh, Are you a fanboy? Yes. Is that, is that why? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say fanboy now after okay. seeing uh, the last one. <laughs> Which, what was the last movie? Oh, the the cowboy one. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I don't know why I can't think of the title. I've right only now. heard I've only heard good things about that one. No, it was. It wasn't good. Not all. good. Um, um, okay, so tell me. So anyway, tell, yeah, tell me, tell me. You're... So nervous as hell because I'm on camera too. So ah, and I'm a very sweaty person. So <laughs> it was a, a terrifying uh, lead up to that. And then uh, I, I walk next to the junket room and I look in and it's like Quentin Tarantino, like not even no makeup or nothing. He's just like, it's just him. Yeah. And he's wearing like a black hoodie. He just looks like he like rolled out of bed. Yeah. It's like awesome. But I got more nervous because I've heard he can be like a bit testy. Like if you ask a question he doesn't like. Yeah. Uh, but it ended up being awesome because I loved Django Unchained. That I loved. Okay. But whatever the latest one was. Yeah. I forgive yeah. me. I cannot. I'm so totally is, blanking. this is very recent then. Okay. It was uh, for Django. Okay. For Django Unchained. So that was probably like three years ago. That was a powerful movie. Yeah, man. I love that movie. That was heavy. Yeah. Was a few big... scenes I had to look away, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I just loved I just loved it. That was um, a very heavy movie. So we talked about that for a while. I asked him, how how can you make a movie about this, like even remotely funny? Because there were scenes in it that were, I, I chuckled, like I laughed at those scenes. Yeah. Mostly, obviously, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to laugh at like slaves getting beaten up, obviously. No, no, he's got a great dialogue. Um, but yeah, like his dialogue is just so great, and we talked about that, and you know how he, man- how he manages to do it, and it was, just, it was a great interview. The video should be somewhere online. Reservoir Dogs has to be my f- yeah. favorite movie for dialogue. Mm-hmm. Just that first part before the, uh, the title come up and they walk up the road, um, talking about what do they talk about? They talk about Madonna. They talk about tipping. Yep. Um, like it's the best. I mean, it's absolutely. He just nails the dialogue. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Just his ability. How long did you get? To, how long do you get to talk to these people? Oh man, it ranges. Like one minute. The shortest interview time I've had is two and a half minutes. Oh, okay. And that was with two people. Oh, jeez. So it was difficult. That was Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence for Okay. Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. And it was tough because I was the last interview of the day, and they gave and me they just zero. To get out. They gave me zero. Really? Yeah. <laughs> just That's, nothing. That just sucks. Yeah, and um, you know, usually nowadays my interview time is about five minutes five to ten minutes tops okay and then if i do a phoner then it's usually 15 yeah yeah phoner is usually longer what do you prefer in person yeah yeah it's always better in person every single time it's more nerve-wracking but it's better do you ever get a chance to talk to people outside of sort of their current project that they're pitching sometimes talk about other stuff sometimes usually the publicist nixes that before you even get in really they'll just be like uh you can't talk about this this and this okay so then you go by that Okay. Generally. Yeah. But any good journalist will try to get skirt some, around get the rules. something in there. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite? I, not including this one because I'll, I'll categorize this as most nervous. Okay. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Did you come away saying, man, that was awesome? Yes, I yeah? did. Yeah. Well, that's always a good thing. I didn't come out thinking, oh, God, I just destroyed that. It, yeah. it, was there an interview that you went in uh, like a fanboy or, you know, not going, ah, but you're saying, man, this guy's awesome. I love his or her movies or whatever the case may be. And then walking away going, I don't like that person anymore. Yeah, that happened multiple yeah. times. That's happened multiple times. Who? Who? Tell I, me. I usually don't admit because yeah. until my career is over. It's, and then and then I'll admit So you're it. not going to spill any names. Here. No, but I've had, I've been yelled at. I've been insulted. I've been like just treated like crap. I've just, it's happened multiple times. Wow. Yeah. And it's usually the people you would never expect. Either. Interesting. And sadly, a lot of those are Canadians. So, Jim Carrey's an asshole. <laughs> no, Jeez. I've never actually interviewed Jim Carrey, but I'm a huge fan of his, man. Yeah, yeah. William Shatner. I'm trying to pick up. Oh, I've interviewed Shatner too, three times. And how is he? Okay, let me tell you something about Shatner. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. There's First of all, he's awesome. He's not. He has like not a mean bone in his body. Yeah. He speaks in poetry. Like he speaks. Like he's reciting poetry. I don't know how to explain it. Like I know people make fun of it the way he talks. Like he's on very. The show. Yeah. Yeah. But he speaks like he's talking in a stanza. Like, it's it's really bizarre. And I told him that last time. Yeah. I interviewed him. I was like, yo, you talk in poems. And he's like, oh. He's like, no one's ever told me that. And I'm like, that's hard to believe. <laughs> hard to believe William Shatner. There's a Reddit thread that talks about how you talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. That he really actually talks that way. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Never got to interview Nimoy, though. No. No. Never got that yeah. pleasure. 
who have you interviewed from the Star Trek? Uh, a lot. I interviewed, um, well, a lot is from like Next Generation yeah, and yeah. Um, Seven of Nine. <laughs> There's um, the new Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. There's now debate about one of the characters uh, being gay. They've written, yes. they've written him as a gay character. Yes, Sulu. Yeah, and then there's sort of debate going on about should he be gay or shouldn't he be gay. Yeah, Your I don't. I just think it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Like I, both sides make a good argument, and I'm just like, ah, let it, it happen. Re- let it happen. Who cares? Like it just, just doesn't matter. It's interesting. There's the, and there's also talk about. Um, the Ghostbusters and, and it's all women and I just saw it last night. How was it? It's all right. Yeah. Yep. If you, if you take away that you've watched the original, and you just watch this, yeah, on it's, it's impossible own. to do that. I okay. wish <laughs> I hadn't. I wish I hadn't seen the original because this one is very similar. Okay. To the original. Okay. And there's a lot of similar scenes, plot lines. Yeah. Do we always and so you know whether it's the, with Ghostbusters and you know women playing all of the roles that the men were playing before. Um, or the new Sulu being gay, um, is there? Do we sort of want things the way they were? Um, is there? Do we not give these new writers and, and movie makers the, the the chance to, you know, put some of some new personality into it? Yeah. So I've talked to multiple celebrities over the last couple of years, and yeah. all the a lot of them have told me, well, the ones that tra- that have transitioned from movies to TV. Okay is that uh, movies are not making any more money. The budgets are really low, oh. um, so a lot of them are transitioning into TV because there's more TV shows, uh, they're more they produce quick, uh, much faster. Yeah. Um, so they're doing that, and I just think... Um, what would you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I was curious about, as viewers... Yeah. Do we give the chance for these oh, yes. movies to even succeed? So what I'm, what we're seeing, right, yeah. is just like constant sequels, uh, constant remakes, yeah. constant reboots, yeah. because no Comic one has movies. original ideas anymore. Yeah, like they're all gone. It's just uh, reliance on like nostalgia and good feelings, and like, can we possibly resurrect these again? Yeah, can we make these good? And then what happens is they make these re- remakes and they're just, they're horrible. Like, they're, they have no emotion because you can't, this is not 1984 anymore. Yeah. Like, it's 2016 and everything is different. So in order to bring this back, I mean, you really kind of have to travel back through time. Like I said earlier, I wish I hadn't seen 1984's Ghostbusters because I probably would have liked it, yeah. the new one, way more sure. than I did. So we're making a big hoopla about nothing if these are just women. I just, like, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. just make a different movie. But who cares? Like, if they're all women, it doesn't really... Yeah. change the way I mean it had zero impact on the new movie that they were women it just didn't matter um, have, have you seen um, differences between audiences and their reactions to different movies I wonder if you ever noticed that <laughs> yeah horror movies yeah they love horror every time I love seeing um, horror movies with uh, with millions of people it's, it makes it so much better now are there certain places that love horror versus other places mm. Or is that a horror? You mean country-wise? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I think there's always like that um, cult, cult fan following for horror. Yeah, yeah. 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 That is interesting. Every time I see a horror movie, <laughs> like like not even horror, mm-hmm. I, I I don't remember the last time I watched a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I watch a trailer of one, I just end up laughing. It just it's funny to me. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do laugh at the yeah yeah at the screenings. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is it is really hilarious. I'm a pretty big horror person. Yeah. I do love it. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like diehard, but I do. I love going to see them with big crowds. It just makes it so much better because everyone reacts the same way, viscerally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just... I'm, I'm still trying to go in my mind about these Canadian that you interviewed that wasn't that was horrible. Oh yeah, too. you'll never figure. Michael never... J. Fox. No. No. Have you ever interviewed him? Never. Never. No. Um, okay. You'll Once ne- in a while, you'll I'm never figure gonna, it I'm out. I'm just gonna pop. <laughs> you'll never figure you it know, out. All of these names. The Rock. Do you consider The Rock oh, Canadian? Oh, man. The Rock and I. Yeah, I do, kind of. Yeah. He's half Canadian. He is, right? Was yeah. his dad? His dad was a was wrestler. born in Nova Scotia or A wrestler something? out of Nova Scotia, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you have a rock story. Oh, yeah. So he uh, he just tweeted at me, and it was glorious. Because <laughs> he posted a picture of him with his uh, newborn daughter. Okay. And he was, like, all ripped. And then he's got, like, this cute little baby, like, resting on his chest. Yeah. And uh, I tweeted at him. I'm like, I don't know if you can be more adorable like it's just it was the most adorable photo and he tweets back at me he's like yeah right brother he's like have some drinks with me and then you'll see or something like that 
And I was just, and I just obviously I had to brag about that because he's asking me out for drinks. The so Rock I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, The Rock is asking me out for drinks. So I, you know, I bragged about it. No, I, I'm a huge fan of him. His actually, weirdly, I saw a documentary on OWN. Okay. On the OWN on OWN Network, yeah. and um, he it was it was with The Rock, and he was actually a really compelling, interesting person. Like his life is crazy. You learn about he was in the CFL, yeah. all this crazy stuff. I had no idea. Have you had a chance to interview him at all? Never. No. I'd love to though. Yeah, I'd love to. He's uh he's made a name for himself now in movies, hasn't he? Yeah, he's just he's just he's such huge. a lovable guy. Like you, what can you say about The yeah. Rock? That's not good. Yeah. He's just just fantastic. I think he's awesome. I liked him. What was in? Was it Get Shorty? He was in. He was in one of those uh, where he played like a gay cowboy. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I can't remember. He, uh, I, I, I loved him when he was in the WWF, WWE, mm-hmm. uh, and he, and he had that comedic role, you know, where he'd sing with uh, with Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin and his hair, which is all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really, really good. Um, so you, you, you're at AOL. Oh, yeah. best, best interview. I wanted to ask you that. Oh man, so there's way too many. Yeah, way too many. But um, I know that weirdly, uh, when I interview like the older, the older crew from Hollywood, it's okay. better. Yeah, it's very strange. So, like uh, the Al Pacino's of the world, like or? the yeah. I mean, those I've never interviewed Al Pacino specifically, but you know, like the Andy Garcias and the have I interviewed Robert De Niro? I don't remember. Yeah, sometimes I don't even remember at this point because wow. they just all blend together. But um, yeah, definitely the old guard of Hollywood is uh, they often give the best interviews. So yeah. Adam West was one. Batman. Batman, the original yeah. Batman, and Mayor Adam West and Family Guy. Okay. So. Seriously, his his character on Family Guy is kind of like how he is. Really? Yeah. He's about 90 now. God, he must be. Really. Yeah. And uh, Is it because he, they're just thankful that someone still wants to talk to them? I think Adam West is a rare example. I think Adam West is like... He's just genuinely nice. He's, well, I, I think he's a rare example in that he's one of the few celebrities who has emerged from, like, say, 50 years ago. Yeah. And he's still cool. Like, he can still be cool. Everyone still likes Adam West. Everyone still likes Family Guy with Adam West on it. Like, they like his character, right? Yeah. He can still play the ba- play Batman, right? He can still talk about his uniform. He can still talk about it. I heard he was... he Was was he bitter or something that he wasn't? He is not. No? He is not bitter. He, like, where. embraces all of it, man. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, he's, like, hilarious, and... Yeah, he was great. He's one of my favorite ones. Speaking of it, we talked about reboots. Yeah. Um... I'm a huge, and I've been for many years, a Spider-Man fan. Okay. Will they ever make <laughs> a Spider-Man movie that we can be proud of? I'm completely in agreement with you. I, uh, I've i almost, I've hated almost every single one of those Star- Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Sorry, I almost said Star Wars. Um, none of them are particularly compelling. Yeah. I, I really, and it's such a cool character. It's such a shame. Yeah. I remember watching the first one, and in my head goes, I'm, I'm telling myself, Come on, Queen, you just like the movie. Yeah. You're a fan. You have to like this movie. And I really, I, I came out of it, you know, excited. But then going back, going, that was really horrible. Yeah. You know, really they bad are, movie. They are not appealing. I don't know what it is. Tobey yeah. Maguire, Andrew Garfield, they just don't uh, really capture. I thought Andrew, I thought Garfield was better. going to, yeah, I thought he was yeah. better. Um, I just think they just, there's like so many bad guys in the movie. Yeah, they lamed it up for the second one. Like it got really lame. Yeah. Really bad. I just hope this next reboot, yeah, we'll see, is better. I think it's you know I think I I even tweeted this like maybe a couple of weeks ago, but I was just like you know what let's give this franchise a little break like let's take a rest, give it a decade, come back. Is it because Sony was in charge? Nah, I don't know if it has yeah. to do with studio. I just think they're not casting uh, properly. Yeah, they need someone more rugged and like hardcore to be Spider Man. I think kind of give it a new that's angle. That's interesting whether it's, whether they need somebody hardcore, somebody that's like. Is a geek. No, because these two guys are kind of geeky. Toby yeah, and, and Andrew right. were, like, yeah. very docile and, like, gentle, you know? Yeah. They need maybe someone a little more rugged, like, kind of like when you had Christian Bale. As, as Batman. Dark Knight, right? Yeah. It, it got this, like, Which really, I thought, I, I liked him. It got this dark edge, right? Yeah. It, got, it was dark and sinister. And then with Spider-Man, it's always like, you know, he's like, okay, Grandma, you know, or Aunt May. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> so true. <laughs> What did, you, what did you think of Superman versus Batman? I well, didn't actually see it. No way. No, I was out of the loop. I uh, I actually didn't have uh, a job in entertainment for like a year. Oh wow! 
So I missed TIFF last year, and yeah. I missed uh, all of entertainment last year. So you just like, that's it. If I'm not working, I'm not doing anything. Uh, well, I worked somewhere else. Okay. And left after all right. when I got the job at Global. Okay. Yeah. What were you doing? I was at uh, Bell Media. I was at their lifestyle website, which is called The, the Loop. The Loop. Yeah. That's right. I was there for like about six six months. Okay. So it's a, yeah. that's like a lifestyle. Yeah. I've seen it, but like I've seen of it. I've heard of it. Yes. Um, it's just a lifestyle yes. sort of magazine. Yeah. Online magazine. Yeah. Okay. Very, very interesting. Yeah. How was that? Um, how was that experience? It was good. It was, um, I don't think I was in the right vein. Okay. Because what sort of stuff were you writing? I mean, about I, I look. I really, I really love writing about travel, and I love writing about yeah. um, health. You got to travel though, yeah? Uh, no, not really. Okay. I got to write about travel. <laughs> you know, like quirky travel. See that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I did actually do a couple travel pieces with AOL, but other than that, yeah. I've never done travel. But so you went back to entertainment. Once I got the opportunity to go back into entertainment, yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, let me see what else I wanted. Uh, how do? You, I'm really interested. You've, you've interviewed like hundreds of people. Yes. Um, that you even forget who you've interviewed and not. I'm, I'm wondering if it ever becomes stale or how tedious. Do you, yeah. Like, how do you keep it fresh when you know you've got two to three minutes? You need to talk about a movie. And, you know, I wonder if the questions become repetitive. How do you keep yourself oh. fresh? It does become tedious. Yeah. But it's just like every other job. It's like a task that you do yeah. over and over and over to the point where it becomes simple. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, I have physiological reactions. So, like I said, I sweat. <laughs> so, no matter what, even if I don't care a lick about who I'm interviewing. You're sweating. Sweating. Like, it doesn't matter. The lights don't help You either. seem to be fine here. Yeah. I well, don't make you nervous. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a big star enough for you to start sweating. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it's also there's no cameras on me, right? So... That you know of. That I know of. There could very well be a camera <laughs> right now. Actually, there probably is. But, um, yeah, it does. I mean, it does get tedious. But And sometimes you're just like, oh, my God, you're just exasperated, you know? You, you cover, like, terrible show after terrible show. Yeah. And it becomes taxing. I know it sounds ridiculous. Like, when I describe to my friends, uh, they don't care what I do because they don't want to know. Like, they just don't want to know. They never ask. They never know that you talk to The Rock. And... They never ask. Really? No. And I don't, I, I feel like a jerk, like, talking about it, so I, I kind of <laughs> just talk, I'm fortunate enough to talk to people like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll let it out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you had an opportunity to get a preview of Jason Bourne? That is next week. That is next, next week. Next week or the week after. Are yeah. you able to take a plus one? I might. Can we go? You give me a shout Did I get a plus one for that one? Give me a call. Let me okay. know when I'll that's happening. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. That's probably the movie that I'm really, really right. excited about. I'll let you know. Um, have you enjoyed the franchise so far? Yeah, I like Jason Bourne. Yeah. And I like Matt Damon as an action hero. He's He works. I didn't like the other guy who oh, came Oh, Renner. In. Yeah. 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 Some people like Renner, Again, we're, some don't. We're, we're comparing him to, to <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. That, that's the unfortunate thing is when someone is yeah. a franchise name, Yeah. that is the person. Like, it's very hard to replace, which is why... We freak out over who the hell's going to play James Bond. Like, I mean, it's just, it gets over the top at this point. Just who, make it Idris Elba. Make it Idris Elba. I, I have, right here. Right here. <laughs> I have it. Right here. Yeah. I'm showing Chris my notes. Um, <laughs> Idris Elba. He's a badass. Look, okay, Idris Elba is like perfect male specimen. He is suave. Yes. Slick. Always looks good. Yeah. He's debonair. But he's a tough ass. Probably has like, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's built. Yeah. You know, he's ripped. I mean, I do not see what the hesitation is. Like, let's do this. He's got a British accent. I mean, you can't. He's not missing anything. He's not missing anything except for the fact that he's not white. That he's not white. Which is ridiculous. Let's just get that on the record. It is. Just cast him. I mean, I don't even know what the hesitation is. Everyone will go see this movie. It doesn't matter. Oh, for sure. It does not matter. I, I had no clue who he was. I, there was that Netflix movie uh, that came out whose name escapes me right now. Mm -hmm. Um but then I saw Luther. Luther. Yes, Luther. And Luther was amazing. Yeah. What a TV show! Not only that, but let's let's think about this for a sec. Yeah. So say Idris Elba is James Bond. Yeah. Think about the new audience that that movie franchise will get. Like before, some stale ass white guy. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. So think about all like the different people that'll be going to see oh, it. This absolutely. Time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But even if even you're you're right about that, but even it doesn't matter what color he is. He yeah. was he's just freaking awesome. <laughs> you know, I said I said, Who's this Idris Elba? 
And then I saw, he is oh, yeah. so awesome. He was, he was in that Netflix movie. Yeah. Then I saw he was in that TV show. And it was at the, I, I discovered Luther because there was no brand new Netflix shows coming on. There was there was a hiatus. Um, you know, so I saw, okay, Luther. I think it got recommended to me because I'd watched another show. And I checked it out and I go, this is amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. There, there's something about British TV cop shows that blow everything else out of the water. Now, I haven't watched The Wire, which I heard is like the best yeah, TV show ever. Yeah, I have. Best TV show ever? Uh, it's not my favorite TV show. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite TV show? I have multiple. Okay. Um, one is Battlestar Galactica, except for the end. Okay. One is The Sopranos. Okay, sure, sure. And yeah. one is Six Feet Under. Interesting. Yes. You know, I've never seen any of those. No, you should watch them all. No. Uh, my favorite TV show, nostalgically, it is uh, Magnum P.I. Okay. Um but the West Wing. Okay, yes. Well, that I, is also a great show. I, I just felt – I actually fell in love with the characters. It was like, I, I believe you exist somewhere. <laughs> you know, that, that was just amazing. But the, the, going back to British TV shows, yes. um, I don't know if you ever watched it. Ever watched The River? No. Nope. I think it's called River. Another awesome. So River, Luther, obviously Sherlock. Sherlock. Um, which blows – I mean uh, – I, I know there's another TV show that comes on your network, um, which was good, but the BBC one is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one, Like the Fall, which just stars, is it, is it uh, Jillian? Jillian Anderson. Yeah. 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 So disturbing. Yeah. I had to I had to pause <laughs> and take a break from watching that TV show. Oh, my show. God. I just got so, because when the guys, have you watched that TV show? No. They're, the The antagonist has a daughter. And once you know what he does, every scene that he's with his daughter, who's like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years old, you you just cringe because you don't know whether or not he's going to flip the switch. Oh, God. So it's like, I, I can't watch I don't this. know if I can watch that. I can't. It is awesome. It is a great, okay. great TV show. Um, but anyway, British TV shows have yeah. a certain special something. You what know, is it? What do you the, think it the is? The Brits have four channels. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. BBC One, two, three, and three four. Three and four. But they got like Sky TV or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I could be completely wrong. Last time I was in, in England was 2003. So I don't even remember. seven now, maybe, or eight. <laughs> maybe they have more. Yeah. Um, I feel like they dump a lot more money and resources into their shows. Yeah. And let's face it, acting is almost like part of being British. I mean, that's where theater began. Classical and, theater, yeah. You know, yeah. it's got a much more storied history, so... Even stuff like Coronation Street is to the nth degree. Like, it is like a soap, but it's like a super soap. Like, it is like beyond, <laughs> it's beyond anything. And this is why people, like, watch it at 7 a.m. They go to bars at the mor- in, on Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Really? to watch the full week's episodes. It happens at a bar in Dundas. Oh, here in Toronto? Yes, here in Toronto. Oh, my God. As far as I know, it's still there. And it's like Corey Sundays, and they go and they watch. Anyway, what I'm saying is... Yeah. Um, it's just a higher quality level. That's it not is. to knock Canadian TV in any way. It's just to say that there is more money to divert into that at this point. A lot of times Canadians take American shows, but Brits have their own entire, uh, their own network of TV, their own actors, their own system. Yeah. It's like um, when you think about Quebec's celebrity culture, mm. Quebec celebrities, I've probably never heard of about 95% of them Yeah, because it's but a completely different. Yes, they're huge, massive. Yeah. Like, we couldn't even touch that. Like, Celine Dion's status, right? It's yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, and she's one of probably, like, dozens that I don't know. Right? That is so true. Yeah. So uh, it's like that in the UK as well. You have mm. a lot of, like, crazy, like, theater actors that are just astounding. Like, I'm pretty sure Benedict Cumberbatch began in theater. Probably, I could, yeah. I might it, be it wrong. Seems that they but, do. but probably he did, and a lot of them do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Kate Blanchett did as well. Yeah. Again, I'm sort of talking out of my ass. Yeah. I'm well, not you're, 100% sure. You're the entertainment guy, so I'm going yeah. to defer to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. are, are there any good Canadian shows that you like? Right now, I really loved... I I mean, it's I probably shouldn't talk about other network shows, but um, I do love Better Call Saul, which is on AMC, Yeah, which is the Breaking Bad prequel. I love that show. Yeah, it's... Uh, I think it's better than Breaking it's Bad. It's like watching theater. Better Call Saul is like watching theater. Each scene is like, it could be on a stage. It's it's unreal. Yeah. I love it. Um, what else do I watch religiously? I watch, I'm a really bad reality sucker. Like I am, <laughs> like it's pathetic, but I just love the dynamic, like the human dynamic, whether it's producer influenced or not. 
okay. which I obviously don't know whether yeah. it's produced or closed or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I watch it. I don't know why. Like I just love the stuff hum- or just human dynamics. Uh, I do like cooking now because yeah. of my fiance, but before okay. that, I didn't care about cooking. Now okay. I watch them, like Master Chef and yeah. uh, Chopped. Interesting. Shows, but um, yeah, sucker for reality. Like I'll watch anything. Are there any Canadian ones that you that you really? Yeah, like, like I watched Big Brother Canada. Okay. And Amazing Race Canada, I think, is a good show as well. Production value on that show is pretty good. Interesting. I, yeah. I really love Shit's Creek. Again. I, oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. The, I CBC. It is so amazing. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, I, I really like that one. I, I, I used to like as much Mr. D. Yes. But now, I don't know. There's something to it now that it's it's too, I don't know if it's not as silly or it's trying to become more serious. I can't say that I've watched but, it. Uh, so. Yeah, Shit's Creek. Schitt's Creek is funny. Yeah, I think that name just got me. Catherine O'Hara is actually one of my best interviews. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that one. So, so she's Canadian. So she's, she's not Canadian. The one. <laughs> she's Canadian. She's not the um, one. So she was in Where the Wild Things Are. She was a voice of, I guess, the female lead in that, mm-hmm. the monster. Okay. One of the wild things. I forget the name. And I showed up. To, it was at the Royal York Hotel, and I showed up to the interview early, like twenty minutes early. I yeah. don't know why. And. Uh, she was just in there signing posters. And so I was there before anybody else. Ah. So I just so sat down. So you wanted that, like, lineup of... Oh, we were supposed to be, like, a roundtable interview. Oh, okay. So there was about eight people that do the interview at once. Ah, okay, okay. Um, but because I was early, I had 20 minutes alone with her to talk to her. Mm. So when the actual roundtable started, I didn't have any questions because I was already done. So I had all these original ah, nice. Quotes. That no one else had. Right. So, and she was just, like, so nice, and it was great. And then years later, I interviewed her for, I think... Was it Schitt's Creek? Um, I don't think it was. I think I interviewed her three times, actually. There was something in between, but I can't remember what it was. And she remembered me completely, and then we had, like, another great conversation. That's amazing. And then this third time was Schitt's Creek. Yeah. And then she was uh, with Eugene Levy and Dan Levy Is and the Eugene daughter. Eugene or Dan that uh, that you don't like? No. No, it's not. Like <laughs> no, it's neither of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll never guess. Yeah, I'll never guess. Yeah. Um, I think they did. I There's think actually two Canadians. It's two that Canadians. I can think of two that you'll never guess. All right. You, you can, can you tell me after we record? Yeah. All right, good. Yes. <laughs> um, awesome. Um, it's It's been a very interesting year uh, in terms of uh, deaths. Oh, I know. Here in 2016. It's been brutal. It, it has. Yeah. Hasn't it? Uh, we've had Glenn Fry, Maurice White, Prince, David Bowie. Yeah. Um, Alan Cumming? No, he didn't die. Who? <laughs> Alan Reichman. No. No, Alan, he didn't, right? Alan Reichman did. He. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Not Alan Cumming. I was wrong no. on the person. Alan uh, Reichman. Yes. Um, your thoughts on the impact that, that some of these had on, you know, whether it's music or culture or, or even yourself, if there was, you know, anyone, they go, holy shit, you know, I wish I saw that yeah. person in one more concert. Or I think Bowie is the biggest one. Yeah. I thought Alan Reichman was a really good actor, though. That's too bad. But, um. For me, Prince Prince was there, but I wasn't like diehard Prince person. Yeah. More Bowie, like yeah. in high school and stuff. I listened to to his stuff, and it's sad. I mean, honestly, it's it's a huge effect. But at this point, we're gonna have to start getting used to this sort of thing happening. It's yeah, because all of these stars result. are. Yeah, it's just aging, right? It's just a natural progression. That's true. Um, but it's what's weird is that this is the first year where it f- it's felt piled on. Like it felt it felt like yeah. it was endless. Because usually people are like, oh, it happens in threes. And this then has happened, like, this has happened dozen, in like a yeah, dozen. Yeah, a dozen. You're right. Since January, because David Bowie was January. So, I mean, yeah, and Prince was pretty shocking. Like Prince was a, because he was only in his fifties. So he was, yeah, he wasn't an yeah. old person. No, right? he was, I think he was, he was fifty-four or fifty-seven. Yeah, and that, his, I think fifty-four. That was that. That one hit me the hardest. I don't know if it was. I, I was a huge Prince fan, um, and I don't know what it was like recently. It, you know, I would. I remember landing up for that concert at Massey Hall that never happened. Um, yeah. But I never did have a chance to see him in concert. Uh, and I, he wasn't one of those people that you would sit down and go, okay, if this person dies, you know, it's going to hit me hard. You know, you, you, you know, unlike yourself who has, has at least had the chance to meet, even though it's maybe for five minutes, you know, most people will just see them on a screen. Or hear them, you know, on a record or radio, whatever the case may be. Um, but he was never one of those people that I thought, man, if he passes away, that'll be the one that I might cry at, or, right? Or something like that, because you know, when when Michael Jackson died, it was like, yeah, you know, 
I would dance to his music at the clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. But I wasn't a huge Jackson fan. But people were crying all over the place. Yeah, I was pretty big. I was way bigger for Michael Jackson than yeah. Prince. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was. But I remember here coming out of a meeting at work, um, sitting down on my computer, you know, just taking a quick lo- look at my Twitter feed and going, what the F? He just Prince died? Yeah, man. Like, what, was he sick? Yeah, that was crazy, too. You know? And literally, I could not work for the rest of the day. I said, holy shit, this isn't back to me. Yeah, like, I had to write about it. Yeah. You know? Wow. What's crazy is, like, having to write obits for for these people. Yeah. Like, on off the cuff. A lot of them, like, you don't expect, right? Some you do, obviously, because yeah. they're, like, 90. Sure, sure. Um, So you kind of have an idea, and it's morbid, but people pre-write obits. Yeah. Um, and in this case, like I just, it was, it's horrible when it's just a shock, right? Like Bowie was the same and yeah, I wrote Michael Jackson's as well. Oh wow. Just all of them. Right. So it's like, it's hard because you as a person have to write it without any emotion or any feeling. Like it has to be like a strict yeah. uh, sort of piece. Right. So despite your opinion, like I could have hated Prince, but and then I had to, to write, write it and it still has to be like, you know, regimented and structured like an obit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. How do you write it without sort of... You just got to stick to the... Yeah? Pretend you're writing about, you know, just Joe Blow. But huh. Some guy who did a lot. <laughs> some yeah. guy who did a ton. Do you try... I wonder, did you, do, you, do you just sort of, you know, the basics, where he was born, some of his hits, that sort of stuff? Yeah. And then, um, like, quotes from whoever. I was going to ask you that. Do you, do, you ser- do you seek out original quotes? I mean, obviously, in the case of Prince, yeah. it's going to be fairly impossible for me to get a quote from, say, Prince's sister or yeah. Prince's mother. You'll like, take stuff from Twitter, maybe, and sort of... That, that. or, you know, uh, like, sometimes I'd have a freelancer on scene to, like, get it for me. Okay. Occasionally. Yeah. Um, but, no, generally, Canadians don't get access to sure, American sure. celebs. Often they like reject you strictly be- yeah, because yeah. of your geographic location, Interesting. which I found a lot. But how how has how, it um, goes. how has Twitter social media impacted what you do? I love Twitter. And how you do it? <laughs> I think Twitter's the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably the one I use the most. Social media uh, instrument. And how do you use it? And and how has it impacted? Well, it's really good for getting stories. First of all, okay. Um, like I have seen. Like I think I remember. So I follow this woman. What's her name? I can't remember her name right now, but she always seems to have information before anybody else. Huh. And she's just regular person. Like she's just a person. I don't know who, huh. where she works. She's not a journalist. Yeah. And her status was guys. I think Prince is dead. And it was like half hour before it broke You're anywhere kidding. else. And I was like, I saw her tweet and I thought, Oh man, like this could be something. Yeah. But then I brushed it off. I'm like, no, she can't be right because no one else is tweeting it, right? Like, no one else has this. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, AP, not He's even too Reuters. He's biggest star. Yeah, I'm just like, ah, uh, she's probably, like, wrong. She's probably wrong. Yeah. Because there were rumors a week prior to his death that he, he was dead already. Oh. There was already a, uh, like, remember yeah, when, when he passed plain. it on the plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two days prior? Yeah. Uh, the rumors were he was dead already. Oh, wow. So this was already, had already gone through. So I was like, ah. She's just seeing it late or whatever. Okay. And then sure enough, like 20 minutes later, no, it's, it's true. So now I like look at this at this girl all the time. I'm like, oh, man, whatever what do you got? Saying. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, her and uh, there was a guy named Matthew Keys who was really – he had – Toronto guy? Was he? I don't know if he was Toronto that or not. That name rings a bell. Yeah, it should because he was like everywhere on Twitter during um, – I might be wrong, so don't quote me. Yeah. WikiLeaks or okay. some sort of military – Interesting. He hacked something or did something. Okay, okay. okay. I don't know. I might be completely wrong, but yeah. all I know is he just got sent to prison for it. Oh, wow. For like a year. Huh. And uh, anyway, he was a great source for, of info. He had like so much stuff. Interesting. Yeah, for news, like more like news and like politics, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on this whole Ticketmaster tragically hmm. hip. Yeah. Is it a fiasco? Is it just the no, way No, I mean, honestly, like, I've been going to concerts since I was 14. Yeah. So we're talking, like, what was that? 14. 1994, 1995. And tickets have always been hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Like, just because this lead singer has cancer and might not be able to perform anymore doesn't mean that you have the right to have a ticket. Like, you need to mm-hmm. chill. You need to... It's just the way it is now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I used to line up for tickets at Ticketmaster in the morning. Line up for tickets. Whoever got there first gets the freaking ticket, right? Fair. Now you have to accept that this is the way it is. Like, it's just, it's, those tickets are already given away, basically, before they're going sale, right? Yeah. Um, StubHub, things like that. You just got to adapt. Or buy scalper tickets. It's just the way it is now. 
But I mean, just because this is the last time they're playing doesn't mean you have an instant right to have a ticket. Sure. Because I just I know people personally who both got tickets and didn't get tickets, and yeah. like that's just the way it goes. Yeah. And yeah, they're pissed, but so be it. Yeah. I don't know. I've missed out on lots of concerts, so it's not a, it's not a new phenomenon by any means. No, it's not. It, it just seemed that this sort of you're right. It's probably because of you know his his cancer that well, people are sort of more emotional. Right. And I get it. Like, you know, yeah. you, you love this band and they're really Canadian and they, they represent a lot to people. So I understand that you really want to see them, but I mean, you have to understand this. They, they can't just fabricate tickets. And, and we're also forgetting that this guy has freaking brain cancer. Like, yeah, he has to take breaks. He has to have show breaks. He has to he has have two day hiatus. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let's have some thought about what he's going through instead of what you are going through. And I think CBC is broadcasting the last concert uh, the concert so yeah. I mean you know what honestly if you didn't get a ticket CBC's gonna get right in there for you like and yeah. and who's stopping you from driving to is it gonna Kingston it's is gonna it, be in Kingston so who's stopping you from driving to Kingston and like taking in the vibe of the city and That's so true. hearing them down the street or hearing them I don't know if it's an arena I don't know yeah. what, what's in Kingston yeah. they're probably playing an outdoor show I think I don't know just go listen to the music wafting over the you know yeah have your own experience there's other ways around it that's so true. Save some money. <laughs> there you go. Yep. There you go. Um, and I'm very sad about that, by the way. Why? Uh, because, you know, the, t- the hip are a Canadian act that we don't often, we don't often see something of that caliber anymore coming out of this country. Like, I just don't think we have that. There's that a band has a connection to a country like that. It is very interesting. They, they're the most Canadian of bands. Yeah. It it's seems just, to me. It's, they are connected. They are like, to see their, a show of theirs without a Canadian flag anywhere would yeah. be weird. Like, it is just part and parcel of their very persona. Why right? do they never make it? And when I say make it, mm. I mean, like, internationally. Yeah, I don't know. That's a mystery. Because I, I don't see how their music wouldn't have appealed to Americans at that time. Yeah. I just maybe think it was done incorrectly, you know? Yeah. It's always Strombo tried to go down there, too, and they didn't like him either. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, necessarily, maybe with Canadians... But I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, and then there's the others, right? Like Jim Carrey and yeah. I mean, the band, successful. like you know, you know, Bare Naked Ladies have a huge following. Yes. you know, down down in the states. Um, it's because they were on Dawson's Creek. Were they? Their song. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a. So is Sarah McLaughlin too. Their, their song is on. Uh, what's that? That TV show with all the space people. Well, it's on Big Bang Theory now. Bang but Theory. back in the day. Oh really? Uh, I think it was in some movie or something, and yeah, yeah, it got pretty big. It's uh, it's it's interesting. I've I've always wondered. I said, man, that's a great a great band. Just great music. Um, really, I don't know. They're, they're really, I mean, if you define Canadian rock and roll, you know, the tragically hip, you know, are there. And even if you take out Canadian rock and roll, you can say, yeah, that's a rock and roll band. Yeah. You know, it's always been a mystery to me. I don't know why they didn't succeed in, yeah. in the U.S. I remember talking to one person. And they said, um, you know, who's connected loosely in the music industry, and he said. They just never spent time there, you know, and not just, you know, let's go and do a two week tour, but they never went and just dedicated themselves to let's just go play the States every summer. That's all we're doing. Or this year, we're just going down and 52 weeks. We're going to play bars and clubs and and all the, you know, those places. Yeah, Um, I, I have no idea why they didn't do that. That is so strange. But some bands succeed, some don't. It's the same as some actors do, yeah. others don't. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're they right. go down for pilot season and then come right back. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you about um, a, a, a few stories that are sort of on the cover mm-hmm. uh, page of um, of globalnews.ca slash entertainment. We've talked about Ghostbusters. Yes. You, 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 wrote, you wrote about that. Yes. Um, you wrote, I don't know if you wrote this one, but Slipknot. I didn't. Corey Taylor. I think it might have been Associated Press. Yeah. Um, I don't know for sure. I was at a um, at a a session before here for work, and it was you know Snapchat has just opened up their Canadian offices, mm-hmm. uh, so they had one of the guys from the head office here. Uh, they had a few in, in air quotes influencers, um, and them talking about going to different events and everything, and, and always snapping stuff. Um, and then I read this article, and you know this guy slaps a phone out of a fan's hand. Yes. Um, and it reminded me of something that I did years ago, that I look back on. I go, man, I was such a loser. I remember going to um, a Canon concert. Yep. 
And he was amazing, just a brilliant performer. And literally, I think I recorded almost the whole freaking <laughs> sitting, standing there. Literally, I was like in the front row with uh, not even my phone camera. I don't know what I had. I had like a one of those old flip yeah, cameras. Oh, man, I know what you're talking about. And just holding it there. And I had two of them. Oh, man. And I look back, and you know what? I've never watched it again. <laughs> yeah, you never do. And I don't I, know why people do it. And I, and I look back and I go, I probably would have enjoyed that concert a hundred times more if I just put that camera back in my pocket. Yeah, human beings now have a compulsion to like document and like yeah, and keep things like it's like this weird possession thing. I don't understand when I see people at concerts that do that. No offense, obviously that was your past self. It's not your current yeah, self. Yeah, I've but, changed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you've changed, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's really weird. I'm like, I do not understand why you're taking this like. 30 40 minute video like you are never going to watch that ever no it is so no matter true. what the sound is going to be garbage yep you will not have the feeling because you're going to be on your couch yep. it's not going to be the same thing mm -hmm. and it's like blurry and terrible and yep. it just absolutely okay like i understand if you're capturing a moment like say just a photo the artist is saying something crazy it's like yeah. a minute long yeah i get that yeah or a photo yeah. i get it yeah but you, for you to have your phone up the entire thing yeah what is the point it was it was such and a then dumb. you can think about the hip concert we were just talking about yes. it's like are you really going to the concert to, to watch enjoy? it or are you going to record it on your phone so you can post it to social media and say i was I there was, i was there or keep it to say like look i was there yeah but did you actually watch the la it the last time i ever did something like that was um actually the day after prince died i uh, we had tickets to randy bachman concert mm -hmm. at massey hall mm -hmm. didn't I pulled out the camera once at the beginning yeah take a shot of the stage we were, it's a very intimate setting, but I've got a crappy phone, so the pictures are never going to be good anyways. Phone, all right, here's my photo of, I'm here. Um, and never pulled it out again until the end. He comes on and is encore, and he goes, this is for Prince. And I go, holy shit, what is he, this Randy Bachman has got to be one of the top guitarists of all yeah, time. Yeah, man. And I literally pulled up, like I said, I don't, I don't care. I know this goes against everything, but I need to record this. <laughs> Uh, and he just played a solo um, on his guitar, and it was beautiful, and it was amazing. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, but you're right, you know, if if you know, if if it's sort of like here's my one minute rant on something, or so, but again, you know, I, I'm there. Like this is me. I understand kids; <laughs> they they want to document yep. everything, but I want to enjoy the experience. Yep. And here's another thing. You know, so say you went to a concert, yeah. and you know, you try to take pictures; they're terrible. Yeah. There's a thing called the internet, where you can literally get any photo you want from any concert you want. Just Absolutely. search it, man. And, and if you can't find too. it, yeah. If you can't find it, then uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't help you. But like no. seriously, so if say they're playing in like Indiana or something, some concert, some yeah. band is playing Indiana. You look up Indiana that date, that concert. Chances are the local will have it, or yeah. someone will have it. Yeah. So you know what? Or go to a fan site. Yeah. It'll be there. Someone with a better camera. Just don't waste your time. No, you, yeah. you know what? You're totally right. Yeah, totally and, right. Yeah, you know, I, I think we, I think, I think we, you know, in order to experience these things, you sort of need to be there. You need to be in the moment. Put away your phone. Put away your cameras, and just enjoy that because it ain't coming back. And and so now you see what's happening with um, Pokemon Go. Yeah, <laughs> so people like are getting absorbed into their phones. Like they're literally becoming one with their phone. Yeah, their reality is in their phone. It is really, really strange. It's, it's a little terrifying when yeah. you think about it. Yeah, It's it's interesting, mm -hmm. but it's really, really strange. Yeah, it is. Know, as as well. Um, but my 10-year-old, he always asks me, is it out yet? Is it <laughs> out? I said, no. How do you know? <laughs> um, you wrote about Steve Avery. Yes. I've written a lot about Stephen Avery. Yes. Yeah. What did you think about these series? Uh, I th It was very movie. heavy. Um, at the time, it's been a while, but I remember everything because I've written about it like at least 15 times yeah um it must be a very popular article that people read it is the global audience the global audience is yeah. into making a murderer and Stephen avery yeah they're pretty into it they're actually pretty into most court and trial cases hmm. um with celebs or whatever tv sure. shows yeah um so am i i mean again it comes back to the criminality thing right yeah that's right um, Go back to your roots i like writing about legal and criminal type things i don't know why it just yeah. always comes back to that and medical as well what did you think about the series itself yeah yeah it was great yeah yeah did you come away like were you a professional saying i don't know if he did it or not or did oh, you absolutely have... i mean who, who knows right that thing could be edited yeah any which way 
And apparently they did omit a lot a of things. Of so, you know, it makes me question its veracity. It might not be. Yeah. It might not be true. But, I mean, I think inevitably there was some sort of um, um, misconduct of justice, miscarrying of justice in, yeah. that, in that case. Yeah. For sure. Um, but I probably can't comment anymore on that. <laughs> I have to write about it, right? I, I can't be biased in any way. Um, so where are we? Do you know where we're at with that case? Yeah. Like, where is it um, As far as I know, uh, the, his lawyer, he has a new lawyer, Kathleen Zellner. Yeah. And she is trying to file an, file an appeal. And yeah. she just, I think almost a month ago, she filed for another few months. Okay. Uh, to work on the appeal. Okay. So that's happening. And tr- she says that she has like a pretty much, he has an airtight alibi. Hmm. Apparently. Now he does. Yes. <laughs> well, apparently the cell phone, it was proven that... Teresa Halbach, who is the murdered woman. Yeah. Her cell phone was, what was it? Oh, yeah. She left the property. They found pings from her cell phone mm. on that date. Yeah. And her phone left. Bless you. Thank you. Her phone <laughs> left the his yard. Yeah. While his was still on the yard. Ah. So that proves that they were not together. Were that not she together. left his his property with her phone. So obviously that means that she just left. So he didn't actually do it. That's what I think. That's that's what the alibi is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What other big stories are you working on? What have I got? Um, well, Mr. Robot. I don't know if you watched that series. I don't. Second season though is coming. Second out? season starts tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday. Uh, and it's. I went to New York uh, earlier this year and interviewed the cast of that show. Nice. And got the dirt on season two. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come out tomorrow, that piece, because it starts tomorrow. And, yeah, that was pretty great. That was good interviews. Nice. We don't watch, so it's complicated. <laughs> it's about internet hacking and, and ah. that sort of thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's a good show. I recommend it. Is that on Global as well? It is on Showcase. It's on Showcase. Yeah. Neat. Which is a chorus property. Okay. That's what I have. There's, I know there's like a few, there's only a few companies, right? Chorus, Bell. Rogers, correct. Sort of the three giants, the other giants, and then everyone sort of falls underneath them. And then you, you have got it. some of the independent ones, like I know C C H C H is the only one that yeah. pops into my head. There's T V O, C B C, C B C, T V O, um, yeah, and very few others. Yeah, you and know the layperson does not know the difference. No, no, no you, that is so true. Yep, that is so right. Um, I I think that's all that I got for you. Um, have you enjoyed this? Yeah, man. It's yeah. fun. How was the beer? It was good. Yeah? What What is it that you, you had? Uh, Jamaican. Uh, red Stripe. Yeah. Are you, are I don't know f- why. I just saw it and I like it. Are you a fan of that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for Beer's stopping great. by, Chris. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Good times.